You're listening to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Wednesday morning. Now, let's turn to our next topic and guest of today. In the next 15 minutes or so, we're talking about sleep and also the importance of it. And I'm really delighted to welcome back on the program, Vincent Hiscox from the Over 40 Wellness Podcast. Welcome back on the program, Vincent. Really good to see you today. Yeah, it's so good to see you as well. Thank you very much, Noreen. We are also live this morning on Facebook. I'd love for our listeners to, to join us there. If you can, Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. So did you have a good night's sleep, Vincent? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> a great question. So I actually, I track my sleep with my watch. I mean, I, I'm not obsessive about it, but uh, each morning I'll just sort of do a download of my watch. So last night I got sort of just over eight hours of sleep. The quality of sleep was, was okay. So I got a sleep score. It gives you a sleep score, like a marker of 100 and I think I got 73, which for me is okay. That's really good. Yeah, That's really yeah. good. So I used to do that uh, tracking as well. I think I got a, a fitness watch gadget and I, and I used to love doing it and I was pretty obsessive about it. The issue I found with it was that even if I had not such a good night's sleep, if the watch indicated that I had a good night's sleep, I would feel better. But then vice versa would happen. So if I, you know... Uh, did have a good night's sleep I, if I felt like I had a good night's sleep and then whenever I looked at it and it said oh you know I didn't sleep I wasn't deep sleep and, and all of that and I'd be like oh maybe I didn't have such a good night's sleep so do you find that occurs with you do you feel like it, it gets dictated by the technology I, I think that I mean I recognise that it's it's something which you know comes makes you up, feel but, better if it tells yeah, yeah, you you had a good sure. night's sleep but also it comes up a lot with clients but what I do myself is even before I sort of look at my watch, I kind of write down, how did it feel? How do you feel? How was your sleep? And then I look to see if it sort of matches. Yeah. Most of the time it matches, but sometimes it'll be it'll be out of a line. But then I, I don't let the watch rule my life. That's for sure. That's great. Yeah. And yeah. then you write to the company that made the watch and demand a <laughs> refund. You know, I felt yeah. great. <laughs> Why does the watch tell me otherwise? Yeah, sure. So um, let's talk a little bit about the science of sleep. And, you know, you're also a sleep consultant. What do, pe- what, what do you tell people? What, why is sleep so important for us? Oh, I mean, um, there's a great book by Matthew Walker called Why We Sleep. And it's, you know, three or four hundred pages long. So I think to go into the detail of that would be sort of outside the scope. But really, the the thing I would say is sleep. If you think about it, it's really stupid from a human point of view. If you go back into our sort of past, we were, you're comatose. You're comatose when you're asleep. You're sort of, you're dead to the world when you're asleep. And if you were living in an environment where there could have been danger during the night, then that danger could have been there and you would be comatose. So there has to be a good reason for it. And that brings us back, you know, why do we sleep? And the main reason, the main reason, there are lots of reasons, but the sort of important thing is, is that our brains are so big, they're so complex, that they need downtime to rejuvenate. And that time when you're sleeping, your brain is rejuvenating. It rejuvenates not just your brain, it's rejuvenating your body as well. Yeah, and it's so important, especially um, those of us who like to exercise a lot. Sleep is a great time for our muscles to recover. Um, and, and it's true, after a good exercising session, uh, you'll sleep better, which we'll get to uh, later on as well. 
is it important? I mean, what are your thoughts of having a sleep schedule for people? You know, some people will be like, well, I'll have uh, four hours tonight and, and six hours the, the next day, and then I'll just catch up on my sleep over the weekend. W- what do you say to that sort of mentality? Okay, so the, the science on that is, is quite clear, is that you can never catch up on sleep. So if you have, you know, six hours one night and you say, okay, I'll have nine or ten hours the next night, it doesn't work like that. So once you've had that six hours, okay, that's a done deal. It's there. You just have to live with it. Then you say, okay, what can I do now to sort of improve in the future? So this this idea of catching up at the weekend is not a good idea. You know, I'll have six hours sleep and then at the weekend I'll have nine or ten. No, it doesn't work. And yeah. actually, um, I don't know if you've ever felt like this, but sometimes when you oversleep, you actually f- wake up feeling a bit more groggy. You actually feel quite tired even though some people say like oh i had 10 hours or 12 hours sleep unless you're ill or you know have the flu or something that's absolutely necessary but sometimes if you sleep too much you wake up not feeling terribly rested either yeah 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 and the science on that is quite clear is that optimum sleep has been seven and nine hours less than seven hours no good more than nine hours and that's a surprise also is not so good for the body. Yeah. So that sort of optimum time of seven to nine hours is the time we should be aiming for. Yeah, and this is, of course, for, for adults, for babies and children, they need, oh, a, a little, yeah, yeah. need a little bit more sleep. Although some kids really don't sleep too much here in the city either because of so much homework. And, and you see kids actually going to bed uh, very late, but perhaps that's a, a topic for, for another time. I can see you brought along a diagram. Maybe you can hold it up for our listeners, uh, sorry, for our viewers on Facebook, uh, Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3. It looks rather complex. What is Explain what, what that diagram is about. Okay, so this is something which I learned to do a, a few years ago now, which is called mind mapping. So what I, what I do when I... And I've actually sort of spoken about sleep on my blog. So when I speak about sleep, I put the mind map in there to sort of try and summarize for people all of the different variables because it's, you know, it's super complex. So it just tries to capture the variables. Yeah. yeah. So I brought it along just to remind myself. Oh, that's great. And also because you're right about the variables. Just because you had a great night's sleep yesterday, even if you do exactly the same thing, you know, um, maybe if you have a different meal, that might affect your sleep. You know, if you had something very spicy before bed, that even something as simple as that can affect your quality of sleep too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're exactly right. I think that it's you need to watch your body. You need to watch your body. You need to listen to your body. You need to be saying, okay, what did I do? What was the outcome? Ah, maybe that happened because of that. And over time, if you're sort of, you know, you watch yourself very carefully, then you get to know those things. For example, you know, eating late in the evening is not a good idea. You know, you should really sort of leave around, you know, five hours, four hours, five hours after eating before you go to bed because your body needs time to digest it and you shouldn't be doing that whilst you're sleeping. Wow, that's really difficult for for Hong Kong, for for people living in a busy city to do because they finish work at about six or seven. They probably don't get home and have dinner till about eight. Mind you, I think a lot of people do go to bed quite late, probably after midnight or something. So what do you say to your clients or what do you say to people who say, I've just always been a bad sleeper. Um, 
you know, perhaps perhaps that's just how some people are. Some people are good sleepers. Some people enjoy sleeping. Some people just don't need so much sleep. What, what do you say to that? Or can we train ourselves to be better sleepers? I would say very definitely we can train ourselves to be better sleepers. I mean, it's intrinsic in, in our makeup. You know, th- this is something which has been learned over a, a long, long time and it's most probably embedded in our genes, this need to sleep. So really it's then looking at, you know, what your habits are, what habits you can change to improve, you know, how you sleep and the quality of your sleep. So, And that's a big part of my job, yeah. Yeah. Um, so how do you do that? How do you train people to sleep better? So, yeah. So habits comes up everywhere. And I always say to people, changing habits is not easy. I mean, once you've got a habit and it's installed and it's sort of, it's normal, then it's great. It just happens automatically. But getting to that point takes time. So what I do is I say to clients, okay, let's look at, you know, what you're doing, what the habits are that you've got, and let's try and pick out the ones, you know, the most bang for the buck. So let's pick a habit which can help you maximize your sleep, for example, and and really... I wouldn't go too hard on that. I mean, I would take it very easily and say, okay, this week maybe we just change one habit and let's get that sort of working. Then we go on to some other habits because there are so many things that you can do to optimize your sleep. But really just you get a grasp of one or two of them, then you start to see the changes. And that really is the key message that I pass to the to my clients, yeah. Yeah, and some of the habits that come to mind is perhaps um, one thing that people say helps them sleep is, ironically, alcohol. If they have a few drinks before bedtime, it actually makes them sleepy and helps them sleep. Um, Although, you know, science tells us the opposite might be true because what are some of the effects of alcohol on on sleep and, and are you actually getting good quality sleep if you have a few drinks? Okay, so the science on this is very clear and the answer is no. So when you take alcohol, it's like you numb yourself out. So it's not sleep. It's you actually numb the brain, and okay, you, you know you will be in a sort of position of being sleepy, feeling tired, but you won't be going through the process of sleeping. You know, which is the cleaning out of the brain and all those nice things that happen when you're asleep. So it's more it puts you into a, a comatose state than into a sleep state. Yeah. And what about exercising before sleep or or light exercise? You know, I've heard different people say different things. Some people say it's best to exercise first thing in the morning. It gets it sets the tone for your day. It it gives you a really big endorphin hit. Um, Some people say, well, if you exercise before bed, actually, it it tires your body out. But then you've also got the endorphins pumping through your body. What are some of the different um, suggestions that you have for our listeners? So usually... You know, if you look at the kind of textbooks and the theory on this, they say not to exercise, really strong exercise, just before you go to sleep. Because it's kind of obvious, really. You kind of wake yourself up. And if you wake yourself up, then if you want to go and sleep, um, then it's not going to be there. What I would say is, you know, some people like to exercise in the morning. Some people like to exercise in the afternoon. Watch yourself and kind of keep a little journal, you know, saying, okay, today I exercise in the morning. What's my sleep like? You know, another day I I exercise in the afternoon. What's my sleep like? Because not everybody is exactly the same. So find out for yourself what works for you and follow that.
Yeah. Um, speaking of following, are, are there any rules that you follow personally to, to help yourself uh, get get a better night's sleep? Or are there no rules, actually? It just no, depends I've, on... I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got a, I've got a kind of sleep routine. Um, and as far as that sleep routine is concerned, I kind of, you know, match the habits to other things that I'm doing. So, for example, you know, when I know it's time for me to clean my teeth... Then I'll say, okay, now I'm going to take a nice warm shower. And it's like now I'm sort of pampering myself. So I take a nice warm shower. Then, okay, I'm ready to go to bed. And then I've actually got an app, which I'll then turn on while I'm lying down in bed. And I'll listen to an app. It could be a kind of meditation. It could be just breathe. I mean, breathing is just another sort of super thing that you can do. So I've got all these little sort of habits that I can do that can get me into that phase. And generally, I would say... Well, my watch tells me that I'm usually asleep in 15 minutes. Wow, that's yeah. really good. That actually makes me feel really relaxed. Um, I don't know if I have any sort of routines. I guess I'm just so tired that if I'm just in bed, I feel fortunate. I should say I'm, I'm one of the fortunate ones who, you know, I'm able to get to sleep quite quickly um, because I'm so tired. Um, but I there there were times when, you know, if you're feeling anxious about something, that's the time when I've had difficulties getting to sleep. Um, and I think we were talking about this off air. And, and one trick, one tip that I, I learned was to really have a little book or my phone actually is next to the bed, which I've been told is not a good idea. But anyway, it's there next to my bed. And if I have something bothering me or I know that I've got things to do the next day or that or just I've been thinking about it, to just get it out of my head, write it down, type it out, so at least it, I take it out of my mind, and then this way I'm able to sleep a little bit better or, or get to sleep a bit quicker. Um, what about that? Some people just, they may not be bad sleepers, but they just have a hard time getting to sleep. But once they're asleep, they're okay. What, what sorts of uh, tips or tricks do you have? I, I like the fact that, you know, taking a warm shower, taking a, a warm bath. Um, what other things can people do? I think that for sure, things like breathing. I mean, when, you know, when you're going to sleep, your breathing changes. So if you can actually sort of just... Mimic that slow, yeah, shallow breathing. Exactly. So and one of the, you know, one of the very easy sort of tips that I can share with the listeners is... When you're doing that breathing just before going to sleep, just try and make the out-breath longer than the in-breath. Okay, it's, it's very simple. And what that does, it puts you into what, what's called parasympathetic mode, which is the rest and digest mode. So just by sort of, and even you can sort of, ah, you can give a sigh. So you're just letting your body saying, okay, now it's time to go to sleep. And there are several breathing exercises that you can do to help in that process and you know it works very well gosh as you were saying i was doing that my out breath was definitely longer than my in breath i'm worried i might <laughs> might feel sleepy i can't do that okay so that's a great tip um and what about the opposite then so some people might not have difficulties falling asleep they might just be quite tired but then if they wake up in the middle of the night and i've heard colleagues talk about that you know if they wake up for that midnight um, toilet break or I don't know something then they aren't able to fall back asleep yeah and I would say that you can use the same methods that you use to fall asleep to re-fall asleep so basically um, you know things like breathing things like mindfulness are going to help you but if you find for example that you're lying there for a long time then the recommendation is to get up go away and do something like 
you know, read a book. Try not to go to a screen. So just read a book, relax somewhere away from the bed because you have to try and associate the bed in your brain with sleep. So if you're lying in bed for one hour or two hours, Watching tossing Netflix, and turning, that's for example, then bed is not associated with sleep. Then, it, as you say, in, in your situation, it's associated with Netflix. And that's not good for the brain. So just yeah. you know, go away from the environment, do something else, do something to relax, then go back to bed. Yeah, that's right. Okay, gosh, I, I need to not watch Netflix uh, <laughs> in bed or something like that. We've got a few minutes left. Um, uh, gosh, I've forgotten that question. Probably because of the of the lack of sleep. Yes, that's another thing. <laughs> sleep really helps with your memory. And I'm sure there are listeners listening who feel like if they don't have a good night's sleep or a decent night's sleep or consistently good sleep or rest, it affects our memory and it makes us more um, irritable. Yeah. I mean, the, you know, if you look at the sort of downside of not getting enough sleep, I mean, the list is is you know, really long depression, anxiety, heart disease, uh, diabetes even, even cancer, dementia, all of these things are consequences of not getting enough sleep. So basically, if you're not getting enough sleep, then you are degrading your brain. Mm. If you think of it like that, you're degrading your brain and the sleep regrades your brain. In fact, when you're sleeping, you're kind of, the brain sort of relaxes and it washes itself out so all of the things that are built up during the day uh, get washed out during the night and that's one of the you know key things that the brain needs to do so yeah yeah do you remember back in the day when windows when you could defragmatize de defragment that with the windows and it's supposed to make it work faster or something it's like an upkeep of, of the computer i feel like that's what sleep does to, to our body uh, to, to our brain it sort of you know uh, recompiles the things that you've learned throughout the day and it recomputes everything puts everything back into a good order helps you form your memory um, and then the next day hopefully uh, you'll feel much more refreshed and, and ready to tackle the next day yeah, exactly. And and those those sort of things that go on inside of your brain, have, you know, they're very important. All the things that for your memory, moving things from short-term memory into long-term memory, you know, rearranging the things, even rearranging the trauma. Like, for example, if you've had a trauma in the day, you can relive the trauma at night, but without the, consequ without the sort of drugs that go along with it from your body. So it allows you to sort of process that and say, okay, well... It's okay. That's something I can deal with. So really, the, the, the sleep is so complex. It's super, super complex. And I would invite anybody that is interested in doing that, read Matthew Walker's book. It's a phenomenal book. It's really well written. But yeah, the, the basic thing is, as far as sleep is concerned, try and work to get quality sleep. And if you can do that, and there are many, many things that you can do, and you can start with something small, start with a simple habit, start with just one thing, and then take it from there. Yeah. Uh, and finally, I know some people are like, well, um, it's good to, to, to go to sleep early, but the trick is to wake up early. If you wake up early, you'll automatically feel tired towards the end of the night, and this way you'll be able to, to hopefully get that early night that people say, because I don't know how many times people say to each other, well, let's get an early night, or I'm going to have an early night, I'm going to go to bed early, and they actually end up staying till 
up very late. So sleeping early is a great trick to, sorry, waking up early, um, maybe half an hour earlier than you usually would is a great way to uh, go to sleep early that following day because you'll feel really tired. Uh, meanwhile, Vincent, it's always a pleasure to have you on the program. Time really flies. Remind our listeners once again, how can we find out more about your work and your podcast? Yeah, so the, the podcast is called the Over 40 Wellness Podcast. And the 40 is spelled F-O-R-T-Y. And if you go to that podcast and you'll find it very easily on all of the uh, on Google, then that will give you other links to everything that I'm doing. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Until next time. Thank you very much indeed. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you very much.